Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hello, everyone. I'm back. Back in L.A. It's very exciting, and I'm using my cell phone again because it seemed to work so well in Vermont. I hope it will work as well here. Um, I, As you know, I had some technical difficulties several times with the, the options that are given to me by Blog Talk Radio. So I, since I had good, good results with a cell phone, I'm doing it again. Now, please let me know if there are any technical difficulties because right now I'm on AT&T service, not phone Wi-Fi service. Because at, at here at my place, I have four bars, not zero bars. <laughs> so I'm hoping the cell phone will work well. Anyway, if there's a problem, please text me uh, if you have my number or email me at Janet at, no, sorry, jvvmrichmond at gmail.com. Okay. Now, so much. There's so much, so much. Okay, first of all, I'm not sure how much of the personal stuff I share with you, you're, you know, the listeners are actually interested in. I, so I do share some stuff that I feel is kind of significant or important or, you know, you might be able to see I'm struggling with the same things you are and you'll have a, maybe a different perspective or point of view but if I'm, if I'm wrong and it doesn't help with the process, please do let me know. Again, my email is jvvmrichmond at gmail.com. If it is interesting, I can always, and you want more, I can always do that because there's so much that goes on with me with this information almost on a daily basis. So every week I pick or every other week I'll pick something extraordinarily important or extraordinarily what I think is significant, but I can always do more. So that's always an option uh, if you want more. In any case, I'm going to start, you might have guessed it, with a, a bit of personal information. I, when I was away, I, I went away this thinking that I would be returning in early August and starting my meetup groups here in the L.A. area in September. But when I was away, this trip that I have been, this incredible trip that a friend of mine out of the blue offered to take me on, literally all expenses paid, uh, was going to be originally in the spring, and it shifted to definitely being in September, September 14th through October 3rd or 4th, and so I realized I didn't want to wait to start my meetup until my meetups again until, you know, mid-October, so I thought, well, I'm going to start them when I come back, so I am starting them next week, and there was 
there, I know what the topic's going to be. It's, it's a topic I've done here on the radio, and there are a couple people who've heard the radio shows, but it's going to be expanded. It's going to be different in, in, in some ways. But in any case, it's about the evolutionary concepts and also the higher heart consciousness where the quote-unquote biblical group comes and came to Joan and gave us information over a series of uh, months and explaining about the higher heart consciousness concept or the Christ concept. And they are, my, my meetup group really wanted me to do it in the meetup group, so I decided I would do it. So there was a few things about the evolutionary concepts that I, there were holes. I didn't, Joan didn't have that much information on them. So I went in as I'm doing my work and trying to get information while I'm there preparing for the meetup. And I did pretty well in bringing in more information on the Lemurian concept. I brought in more information on the Atlantean concept. I get to the Egyptian concept, and I'm just fumbling around. I couldn't get the information. Well, it was so interesting because finally, you know, after a few days of this, like, why am I struggling? It was so easy to get the other. Why am I struggling with this one? And the higher self, when I asked them, of course, I don't always think to ask right off the bat which is so ridiculous. But anyway, um, I finally asked, and they said, well, because for the Egyptian concept, I was using my intellect and not my, I may said some term, I don't know. But anyway, let me explain. I was using the wrong kind of intelligence, basically. I was using my IQ, not my but I'm now going to call the TQ or the translation quotient, the ability to translate. And they explained to me that what, how it works is the higher self are not speaking to me like one person to another person. They're basically feeding me, uh, as they did with Joan, a stream of information, okay, a stream of energy. And they gave me a, some, an analogy, which was really interesting, they gave me this analogy. It's like the digital streaming. So when you have TV or radio or anything that goes out digitally, then the receiver picks up the information and translates it into words, either spoken or written or pictures or whatever it is. And so they it said, that I'm like, when you're getting higher self information, you're like this big receiver. Now, some of this was not new to me. I knew it, but you know, it never hurts to be reminded. But when they put the digital streaming thing, somehow that I hadn't really thought of before, and it really helped me. So they said that um, what I was doing when it came to the Egyptian concept was I was using my IQ or my intellectual quotient and not, not my translation quotient, my TQ or my spiritual quotient or however you want to say it. They gave me a term and I, for the life of me, never wrote it down. I can't think of it. Maybe it's going to come to me at some point. So I was trying to figure out before the show, what am I going to call it? And I don't know why I couldn't get it from them, but I just couldn't get it. I don't think it really matters what the term is. But it's as if we're decoding something. We're translating the stream of information that is coming from within, from, my, from the higher levels, the higher frequency levels. And 
So the higher self to get back why what the problem was, as I said, that because I happen to know more about the Egyptian concept, at least somewhat more than the Lemurian and the Atlantean, that I was trying to use my intellect to figure out what, you know, to fill in the gaps rather than to do the decoding using the, the inner technique, the, the translation technique that I've been really working on. As you know, we all have been working on getting the higher self information. And they said what I needed to do, and this is what was so mind-blowing. I said, I need to let go of the self-identity that I'm intelligent. Now, um, just so you get some background, some of you may know this, but when I was growing up, it was kind of a tough childhood. I didn't get almost any positive feedback. The, almost the only positive feedback I got was for being smart. I always did well in you know, I was book smart. I was always did well in school. And so there wasn't any kind of put down or, you know, denigration of me being stupid or anything like that because I was smart and, you know, they have those objective benchmarks, you know, in school you get the, you get the report cards. And so I built up a self-identity, at least in this life. I, I'm sure I have self-identities in other lives, and the higher self had told me, yes, I had, where I defined myself, well, I'm a smart person. And they said that I need to release and neutralize that self-identity. Well, that was just so interesting to me because, you know, we talk about, and I talk about on the show and in my groups and with my clients all the time about letting go of self-identities that, you know, really can work against us, you know, oh, I'm just uh, stupid or I'm just clumsy or I never succeed or whatever the self-identity. And usually when they come up, they come up to be negative ones. This came up to be really one of the few positive ones I took out of my childhood. So I'm like, (laughs) really? Actually, I wasn't too freaked out. I just found it completely fascinating because of the fact that I've done so much releasing and I've let go of so many of the negative stuff, what comes up for me now is the stuff you wouldn't normally think of. So they said that that intellectual self-identity, you know, I'm smart, triggers the intellect to come into play. When I know something about something, like I knew something about the Egyptian concept, It triggers, oh, you know, I know about that. So, okay, it triggers the intellect to decide and figure out whatever is missing. When, in fact, the higher self that, you you know, you know by now that whatever you think is missing at the intellectual level is not going to be the expanded version that you're going to get from the higher self. So I did. I went and I just released it. And I said, of course, it's not either or. It doesn't make you a stupid person to let go of that belief system or that self-identity. It doesn't change your intelligence. It only makes it so that you don't go on automatic pilot and try to figure something out intellectually when it's really the other quotient that you need, the other translation quotient or decoding quotient or whatever the term is that the higher self gave me and I can't call. Um, Anyway, Hopefully by next week I'll have it. Um, So I found that to be completely fascinating, and I wanted to share it with you. Unfortunately, uh, 
I did not actually try to get more information on the Egyptian concept after that because it started to rain in Vermont and I rarely, never actually for the next week didn't go out. It was so rainy. And then I flew to Houston and I had a typhoid shot and I did not feel well for the entire time I was there. So I'm now back and uh, after almost two weeks of doing no work at all, but I w- I'm feeling fine. We now it's not raining, and I'll be able to, to go out and do my normal walking. But I really wanted to let you know how, because it was really fascinating. Anything, any belief system, any self-identity we have is limiting. We don't see it at first when it's something positive. And I've talked to you about getting neutralizing the positive things in the past. Not a lot, but every once in a while I bring it up. And here's yet another example. Um, the higher self did want me to let you know that this ability to read out the and decode or translate the information, informational stream from the higher self is not the same. It's similar to someone who translates from one language into another. No, no. Strike that. It's not like IQ in the sense that IQ is supposed to be more or less what you're born with. And if you're born with a high IQ, you tend to, you, you have it to high IQ no matter what your education, although I, I don't think that's completely true. If you're born with a low IQ, that's what you're stuck with for your life. So it's not like that. This translation quotient is actually something you can develop. You can develop over time. You keep reaching and for the, the improvement, and you can improve it. it can, we can develop the skill set, which you all know. I'm always talking about wanting to develop it. And um, it, it's similar to a, someone who translates from one language to another, and, which is what I was starting to say a minute ago. If you're not that fluent in one or both languages, your translation is going to be a little what, fuzzy, <laughs> general, not so accurate, not so clear. But the more fluent you become in one or both languages, the better the translation is. So it is a skill set you can develop in the same way with this kind of reading out the, the information, that digital stream, symbolically digital stream from the higher self. Um, okay, so it's actually interesting to note in today's session Joan is having a hard time reading out the words now she did come in to me during this whole thing I mean this information was coming through for maybe half an hour as I'm out walking I mean it was so fascinating I just kept asking questions and at one point I called Joan in and Joan clarified that she actually, when she was doing the session, she was reading the stream. Because, and I said, oh, well, that's why you don't pause. Because if she was listening to words and then repeating the words she heard, there would be a pause in between while she's listening. She would, wouldn't be saying anything, right? And then she would start speaking to repeat what she heard. And she said, well, the reason there isn't a pause is that that's what she was doing. She was reading the stream, just like the higher self were explaining that we have to do, guys. 
So, but there's times where it's really hard to, to even for Joan, to get the stream completely word for word, to, to put, have the, the word sort of right there for you. And so when she had a hard time, she would paraphrase. And this, because she'd get the stream, she'd get the concept downloaded, which is what I've told you is what, how the process, I normally get it. And so she'd get the process, she'd get the concept, and then she'd translate or she'd paraphrase what she's getting. So it was really heartening to me to read the session and to present it to you today because at the time when I was present in Joan's group, I had no experience getting information myself, really zero. I've told you, I was like a rock, okay? So anything that Joan did blew my mind. I never discerned any kind of difference. And I, couldn't, I just couldn't see anything but incredible, amazing ability on her part. Now I see that... I'm following her path, and she didn't always get the stream in word. She wasn't able to do that instantaneously, translating the word, the stream as it came comes came out. Um, but and it affirmed for me that I'm on the right track, and I can only affirm for all of you that are working on your own informational stream in whatever way you're doing it, that you're on the right path. Some of you will get it faster than others. None of you will take as long as I took. <laughs> To, to get it. I'm still trying to get it. But when she was telling me that, it was very, very interesting. I so appreciated her income, her input, her income, her input, because it just really validated that I'm on the right track and where we often find fault for ourselves, with ourselves, we, we just don't need to do that. So I'm just, just telling you guys, you know, if you start finding fault, oh, I can't do it. We need to let that go. Okay. Now, particular session, I do start with her amalgamation, and then I go into the higher self information. At some point, Joan switches, and she is paraphrasing virtually all of it, the last maybe half or so. I don't know exactly. And I let you know when she goes into that. And when she does, when I say she all the eyes that she that come out because she says I this or I that. She's referring to herself. It's not me referring to me. I'm reading, you know, what she said. I did do some editing because she did a lot of repetition and she did a lot of, you know, starting and stopping. And so I put it all together in, in kind of a smooth kind of thing so I could read it to you all. Um, and it was more clear and was a little bit more brief. Uh, but understand that once in a while, she'd get a sentence or two directly from the stream, but the rest of the time, she's paraphrasing, okay? Because I edited, and sometimes it might not seem like paraphrasing, and then suddenly she says, I this or I that, <laughs> so you know that she is. Anyway, so I want to begin. Um, I do want to say I don't know what's going to happen at the end. I'm going to do my own particular amalgamation. We need to get that energy working out there like we do every week. Um, in addition to Jones, so we're doing it twice, basically. And I'm just going to see the higher self come in to share anything or whether they want us to do some sort of healing. 
you'll understand, please keep in mind, this information came out in 1987, and I do explain why that is significant in the things I won't repeat it here, but um, I just keep getting a niggling in the back of my mind that the higher self is going to want to give you some sort of update. Please understand, it makes me a little nervous. Uh, I have been working really hard (laughs) since I've been gone to get that stream, but whether I get it word for word or I give you the download, um, I hope to have an update or something for you at the end of the uh, Joan session. Okay. This is January 28, 1987. I want everyone to get quiet, to focus their attention on the light within, within with the understanding that this light is symbolic of the pure soul essence and contained within its center is your highest, most purest, most perfect point of power, connecting you to the totality of all that exists. Now, continue to focus on the light and allow it to grow until you stand within its center. Let's just take a few moments standing within the center of the light to experience that. I think it's good to refresh our memories every once in a while about the potency of this centeredness within the pure soul essence. So remember that in the pure soul essence, when you do your work, you are drawing from the highest source of perfected power. So it's important to remember, to always remember when doing your work, to first focus on that centeredness. Now, Continue to focus on the centeredness for a moment, experiencing the power in its highest perfection. Understand from that moment to moment, strike that, understand from moment to moment, this pure soul essence that you carry is in in a continuous state of evolution, wisdom, knowledge, and experience. The pure soul essence taps you into all levels of intelligence and all levels of experiencing. Therefore, it is the center point for you or any individual to work with, draw from, and use. Now let us move into the originating source of all energy. And please remember that in a prior week, we were asked to think in terms of the spelling of energy as energy, I-N-N-E-R-G-Y, in the state of ultimate energy, let's amalgamate with all of our higher selves, remembering that these higher selves are us in a higher reality, and that too is in an inner vibration, I-N-N-E-R. I further ask that throughout this session that you remain conscious of your centeredness and the amalgamation, and that each of us be open to understand, articulate, and manifest from the highest level all that is needed and necessary for us at this point in time. So now let us focus our attention on the symbolic healing center of light. With the understanding that this symbolic center of light carries a very real frequency, and into this circle of light, we replace the names of individuals where conditions and situations need to be balanced or healed. We can do this silently, for the higher self can remove the names before we have time to think it. Understand that within this symbolic healing circle, the energies that are focused upon for the souls and the situations and conditions 
are maintained and sustained by the higher selves until such time the soul so placed within choose to partake of the energy. So once an individual has been placed within healing circle, the individual will continue to benefit over a long period of time from the energy that was placed there. Additionally, there are many souls from many levels and many dimensions that join in healing, both to be healed and to assist with the healing. So when we focus our attention on the symbolic circle, we are consciously activating a very real energy that processes and continues to work long after we have left this session and gone to our respective homes. So let us first then begin to place within the circle those that we are aware of where healing is needed, where balancing is needed. You can do that, as I said, silently, or if you desire, you can speak that name aloud. Please remember to place yourself within the center where you deserve to be part of this energy. Now I ask that any souls at any level or any direction who care to join in the healing circle come forward either to heal or be healed, and as a group, let us consciously focus our attention on the heart center. Let's project into the energy of the heart, higher heart consciousness the idea and concept of perfectly loving the self, perfectly loving the condition as it stands, and in so doing, allow the individual to make a move forward into a higher level of physical conditioning. Let's also focus into this energy, the desire on the part of the soul to receive this energy and use this energy to create a more positive condition within the life, within the body, within the soul. And now let us release this higher heart consciousness energy out into the center of the circle. And let us take a moment now consciously as a group to focus our attention on the planet. Let us move this force field of energy around this planet, the astral of this planet. Let us stand within the astral band and pour out this energy from the heart. Let us infuse into this astral band perfection of higher heart consciousness, perfection of properly loving the self, and perfection of unity at the highest level, one with another, a perfection of peace and goodwill within a perfection of respect and reverence for all life. Stand within the force field of this astral band and allow that energy to pour forth in, through, and around the planet. You'll recall that this will greatly assist the souls upon the planet to partake of a truer, more perfected, perfected concept of higher heart consciousness so that in working in this manner, we work in the silence so far as humanities are concerned. But by consciously working together as a group, whether we're joined in group, in the group or separately, we can assist humanity by bringing cleaner, fresher, higher energy to the force field around the planet. Now let's continue for a few moments within this astral band to address the altered realities that live within this astral band. Let us call forth the astral altered reality as it pertains to war and warring. Let's encircle this energy and light with light and infuse into this altered reality the brilliant light of your beingness. 
It moves out like a laser beam and completely and totally removes this astroband as it pertains to lack of proper self-love. Let us fill this astral altered reality with a brilliant light of your own beingness, integrating this powerful light of beingness and totality throughout the astral band, bringing a higher frequency level into the force fields around the planet. And now let us thought project out into the totality of the astral of the humanities, meeting others out of body who carry their own fifth dimensional pure soul essence, assisting them for a few moments by sending this pure light of your beingness out into the totality of the astral. This totality encompasses not only the astral band of this planet, but the astral band of all planets where life forms move and live and have their beingness. And now let us move out into the etheric vibration of the human kingdom universe, addressing and assisting all souls at all levels who will partake of the pure light of your own beingness, utilizing this pure light of your own beingness, drawing from that pure soul essence, that purity, it greatly assists other souls that come in contact with it in releasing their own altered realities so that they will more easily reach and touch their own purity, their own light, their own pure soul essence. Higher self, this type of work will become important more important over the next few years so that each of you should begin to practice and work with the idea of addressing these astral bands and working with these disincarnate souls who have not yet reached a state of understanding understanding that they should continue their schooling in the zodiacal circles. Drake should. That they can continue their schooling in the zodiacal circles. As you all know, the evolutionary pattern is greatly accelerating, and as you know, in proportion to that acceleration, the fifth dimensionals incarnate in human facade form are in the process of moving into higher levels of evolutionary awakening within their own right. At one level, you could view this kind of awakening, whether it be conscious or unconscious, as a flash of light that grows brighter and brighter as each individual begins to go through that individual awakening. So that, symbolically speaking, each of the fifth dimensionals in human facade form are reaching a point in their own awakening of becoming lighter and lighter and brighter and brighter. A lighter and lighter and brighter and brighter for sale of energy and power in order to be ready for the job that they must do at the point in time the new age infusion has completed itself. With this idea, the idea that symbolically the light attracts darkness in proportion to that light, it seems important to address some of the ideas and concepts that should be understood in order to help each of you to maintain your centeredness as this process intensifies. For with the increasing light, more and more energy streams that are unlike the light will be drawn in. The idea of the light attracting all that is unlike itself is related to the following. As this light carried by the fifth dimensionals present on the planet continues to grow and each of you becomes more and more empowered 
of your own light, the lesser light throughout the totality of all the dimensional frames will begin to reach toward that light. It does not mean that all of these lesser lights in consciousness will necessarily be able to make a move from fourth dimensional reality into a fifth dimensional reality. It simply means that any lesser light that comes into contact with an empowered light, which is processing out of the purity of the true soul essence, which is your fifth dimensional vibration, each lesser light that partakes of this light will take in at the soul level from a very unconscious frequency and through that take in will allow that soul to continue its evolutionary speed in a higher, more perfected manner. Say, hey, Janet, <laughs> this is a mouthful, so I'm going to paraphrase it a little. This simply means that as we continue to empower our pure soul essence light, it will grow and attract to it more and more of those who carry a lower evolutionary frequency. This is like the light you put out on the porch that attracts moths. The brighter that light, more moths will come in, okay? So as our light grows and we become more and more conscious of it and we are empowering it all the time with that consciousness, we will be drawing in more and more of the lesser lights, okay? But lesser does not mean less important, less vital, less significant, less perfected, less anything. It only means those that are carrying the dual soul nature have been around longer and have volunteered are giving out our higher evolutionary frequency light. And as we get the light out, the lesser lights, those of the humanities, whether, they're, whether unconsciously or consciously, they'll be drawn to us. They may not know or understand from the mind level what's happening, and that's really no problem. It's just for us to be aware that in proportion to the light, we will be drawing in those that are unlike us from the evolutionary perspective. And the higher selves remind us to remain as centered as possible. Okay, so lesser light guy does not mean bad, does not mean evil, is not negative in any way. It simply means we're here as carrying the dual nature on a mission to help those humanities and souls in their evolutionary process. And so one of the ways we, we do help them is that as our light grows, they are attracted in and will partake. They will take in from our light whatever they're ready for. So in a very passive way, we are helping those. We are helping others. Okay. Higher self. This is the process in which many of you through many different lifetimes and many different time space dimensions have utilized in order to assist in acceleration and evolution. In souls who are not at the conscious mentality, able to relate to words that might be spoken of a philosophical nature. But it's important to understand that the lesser light vibrate from very low frequencies into higher frequencies, and each of these frequencies will be attracted to these empowered lights, which is not to imply that you are better than these lesser lights. It's simply you've been around longer and worked hard and achieved, achieved higher levels of evolutionary patterning and have come back to be able to take 
that higher light and play it out in order to assist all of these souls. So the idea and concept of assisting humanities goes beyond the idea and concept of overtly going out and speaking a message. Thus, by necessity, it becomes important for each of you to understand that it is the light within you that attracts these lesser lights into your vibration in order that the lesser lights may be filled with what you carry so that these lesser lights have the opportunity to accelerate and to move into higher levels of their own evolutionary vibration. It's also the time on this planet where there are many kinds of individuals, where many different kinds of individuals will begin to respond to the light in different ways. As you're aware, in Orthodox scripture, when it is suggested that in the latter days, which are viewed as doomsday or the end of the world or the end of time by Orthodox thinking people, in these latter days, the false prophets come out in numbers, as do the Antichrist. Although the Antichrist is seen singularly as one person by the majority of individuals, The Christ and Antichrist are really energies that are carried by many individuals in order to take the humanities on this planet to that highest level of higher heart consciousness, into that highest level of higher heart consciousness that is possible. Whether any individual is able to make it all the way through to the highest level or not, at least they have the opportunity to be exposed to those whose vibration is carried by many different people collectively, fifth-dimensional carrying the dual soul nature, whose mission is to bring that higher heart consciousness pattern in. Janet, okay, as a quick aside, I need to briefly explain here how the higher selves explain the Christ and Antichrist. They don't go into it much here, but I thought it would be confusing if you didn't have any background on it. So, in another session, and I may actually do that session in some future time, I don't know, but I, it was important to put it here, and if I do it later, then okay, you'll get the repeat. Um, but they describe it, in just a second I'll, I'll read it to you, but please note, uh, again, it doesn't mean that antichrist concept means bad or evil, simply that the evolutionary process of the human has not yet reached a stage of having reached the purity of the human nature because the soul has not fully assimilated the animal nature. Now, here's how they explain it. The concept, then, of Christ and Antichrist could be viewed as higher heart consciousness, parentheses, the Christ concept, and lower heart consciousness, parentheses, the Antichrist concept. In the lower heart consciousness, you see the intermingling of the unremembered processing of the animalistic nature within a human soul who is not yet fully amalgamated that animalistic nature into its higher vibration. When the amalgamation is complete, a soul would then carry the purely human nature. And the human nature has not yet been fully assimilated with that animal nature on this planet at this point in time. So it is not standing at the highest frequency level of purity. Thus, the lower heart consciousness, quote-unquote, the Antichrist, simply reflects the unfolding of the humanities as they begin to reach into higher and higher levels of love consciousness in its highest vibration. So we wish you to understand 
that the quote-unquote second coming viewed in scriptures as the time where the Christ and the Antichrist do battle with each other is not one being against another being. It is literally a battle within each individual who is striving toward keeping up with the evolutionary rate of speed of the planet itself as it is reaching for the higher heart consciousness. I hope that explains it a little better. So the, the lower heart consciousness, is, it just reflects the humans that have not yet fully assimilated the animalistic nature. They are moving to assimilate it and to move more and more into the purity of the pure human nature. So the battle is within. It's within each person, each of the humanities. Okay, higher self. In orthodox circles, the majority would have you believe the false prophets are those who work with ideas that are unlike what the orthodox people believe to be true. So that an orthodox person who really believes in his orthodox philosophy would tell you that this group of people in this room or listening to this podcast are false prophets. They would lump all the people involved in those sorts of metaphysical understandings as one collective group as false prophets. In the reality of how this energy plays itself out, however, it is important to understand that a false prophet is anyone who prophesizes falsely, even if the prophet believes at every level that what is given out is true. This is where Joan's paraphrasing begins. And again, I remind you when she, when I use the word I, it's that she used the word I. So I'm not speaking for myself. It's Joan speaking for herself. Okay. So in one way, it looks to me like it makes us all false prophets from time to time. And they say, yes, that is true. I see that it's really just another way of looking at things. But in the overall pattern as it pertains to this new age infusion, the higher self wished me to indicate in the next few years we're going to begin to see a lot of overt types of information being given out by people. In many instances, a lot of this information will be in conflict with other information, and in some instances it will appear that this information is in sync with other information. There is often a tendency on the part of individuals who are not involved in dogmatic, hardcore type of belief system which is the case with, for the most part with this group, to become discouraged, resentful, and sometimes even antagonistic about this kind of thing that seems to be going on. There will be an expanded kind of put-down from the orthodox types of people toward the metaphysically oriented people. And there will also be an expanded group of metaphysically oriented people that will be coming down really hard on the orthodox people. So it's like this it's like a put-down kind of thing that starts happening here. So it appears like a battle. Okay. Uh, Joan continues. Now, this is not a battle between lights and lesser lights. Instead, the majority of this pattern deals specifically with a battle among, I should say, many false prophets. This is not to indicate that everything that happens over the next few years is 
false or a false prophet, but we as fifth dimensional may have a tendency to get frustrated, irritated, aggravated, and outraged as I do sometimes. What they want us to understand that this is a period of time which could be viewed as a clearing process so that the false prophets, regardless of what they're prophesizing, are really standing as individuals who have chosen to be in that place at that time in order to give the people an opportunity to discern for themselves if this is true for them or if they will choose to go their own way and do their own thing based on their own soul urging. So it is a period where lesser lights that are unable to pass certain tests who will So it is a period where lesser lights that are unable to pass certain tests who will not make the necessary steps up in evolutionary frequency will be, quote-unquote, cleared out from the mainstream of the ultimate, real, ultimate humanities that each of you as fifth dimensionals will at one level or another become involved with. Let me see now. I understand this clearly. Okay. What we might look at and feel like is an injustice, we might direct our thoughts toward an individual, as I have done on more than one occasion. I feel like they're chastising me. No, the higher self say, they're just bringing this into my consciousness and your consciousness. But it's like we may see things that make us angry because it's like that leader or that teacher is taking advantage of these people, and these people need to hear to be able to hear a more expanded truth, etc., and what the higher self wants us to understand is that every individual is exactly where that individual should be at the soul level, or the individual would be somewhere else. So that we don't become discouraged about our role in this process, they want us to understand that this is a period literally of weeding out based on the level of the mentality that soul happens to be on at any point in time. So that when this major clearing process completes itself over the next few years, the soul who not address the issues presented by those who are playing the roles of the false prophets, they can be addressed based on the level they are on with the higher levels of evolutionary frequency, with the pure light of your true soul essence carried by each of you. It's also important for each of you to understand that you're not going to stop and stand by while this clearing process takes place. You will continue to grow and become more and more acclimated and reacquainted with the true self of who you are. Instead of feeling from time to time that these people are out there doing ridiculous things, we now understand that false prophets actually assist the souls and also assist us by making it easier to work with the purest of the lesser lights. We may become discouraged from time to time and think we're not a part of this, that we should be out there. The false prophets are out there telling their thing, so should, should we not be out there telling our thing? I mean, why isn't that happening? Okay, it's like this momentum that is building right now where the false prophecies are concerned. It's going to turn off a lot of people, not just at the orthodox level, but at the metaphysical level. And as it builds and appears to become more ridiculous, it's as if the pathway 
along which the fulfillment can be made is never prostituted. And you will hear over and over again at the metaphysical level, God is within. The light is within. Okay, Janet. Again, I want to remind you that this information came in in 1987. At the time, the higher self had cautioned us from going out to share information about soul evolution, fifth dimensional, higher heart consciousness concepts, etc. It wasn't that we couldn't share it, but we were to be discerning. But now, the heyday, so to speak, of the false prophets is waning, and the weeding process is not as intense. It's not stopped and it will go on pretty much forever as the evolutionary thrust continues to intensify and spur evolutionary growth on every level. We simply need to be aware that every message that is given out there is food for every human soul. It gives them an opportunity to grow, to discern, to figure out what works for them and what doesn't. The key word here being opportunity. So instead of judging the messages we get so frustrated by, do understand that the souls that are listening to those messages are there because they've chosen that. It's their personal quote-unquote test or opportunity that in time will move them closer to the higher heart consciousness of the purely human soul. Okay, so Joan continues. I hope this is clear, guys. Okay. In many instances, because you've got the orthodox and unorthodox kind kind of fighting it out tooth and nail, there's going to be turnoffs at many levels, orthodox and orthodox and unorthodox. And those that are turned off, so to speak, are what we're calling the lesser lights. And after the clearing process, they can more easily be approached by those that are processing the true soul essence at the evolutionary frequency. So that as this clearing is happening and those souls are brought into understanding, some staying put and others moving forward, it allows each of you to grow and expand. You will continue to put your energy into areas that present to you. This is funny. You will do Oh, you will continue to use your your energies to reach out to those that are reachable, and but without the need to stand in the public, a very public light. And this way, in this way, becoming part of the collective conscious consciousness of humanities, seeming to be separate from the utter ridiculousness that is taking plant, uh, place on the planet at this point in time. So you will continue to speak and give out that that you believe as far as your own philosophical pattern is concerned. You will continue to address those individuals or even groups of individuals who are open to hear what you have to say. But it's not a time to try to go public, nor will it be a time to go public until some of this clearing process has taken place. So it's like a protection which allows those of you, those of, those of you that will be involved in delivering this this higher frequency of evolutionary patterning, it allows them to maintain their integrity, their dig- dignity, and to be viewed still in a respectful state without having to deal with the idea that we were part of the 
that you were part of this ridiculousness. And as a result, individuals won't be turned off to you kind of thing. Okay, maybe that explains a lot. So our focus here is to remain centered, to continue to be aware of our own higher presence awakening within us, to allow all these other individuals who are working based on what their soul has chosen for them to do, allow them the space to do what they're here to do and to take a different perspective about what's happening, to understand that this kind of battle between the lesser lights and the lesser lights is a quote-unquote battle that's ultimately going to work in favor of the fifth dimensionals, or it will clear the field for, for, the fifth, for, for, those, for them to be able to reach those that are reachable at whatever level they happen to be on. It allows you to see more and more orthodox believers becoming open, not to metaphysics, perhaps, but to a philosophy which is more unlimited, that is more expanded, that allows them to understand from an expanded level what their orthodox belief was all about. And the same will be true of many of the metaphysical types. Thus, the message in its purity can be received by both orthodox and unorthodox at whatever level they happen to be on at that at the soul level so that you will assist greatly in bringing to those souls that are at the level of having been purified of bringing the message of the higher heart consciousness to bring the message of higher heart consciousness of the broader expanded viewpoint of the new heaven, of the new earth. It becomes frustrating in the fourth dimensional reality to sit back many times and from that viewpoint look at things that are going on and not to react. And yet the end result and the purpose behind what is going on is far greater than you could imagine or envision at this point in time. When you're dealing with a collective groups of people, you are dealing with many different variations. So it's impossible to give a fixed time. They're saying that you can, can't predict this when you're dealing with this collective vibration. So at this point in time, it's running three to five years that this clearing process is going to take place. But because this planet is moving at higher and higher levels, it will greatly assist in helping to accelerate the pattern between the lesser lights. These concepts that are carried by those who would be called the false prophets, in fact, help accelerate the evolutionary movement. So it could predictably run a shorter length of time. So the process is one that is ultimately being used to our own advantage and allowing us to more freely and easily reach that clear group at the time point in time these two forces finish out what they're here to do. In closing, they remind us not to make judgments, well, I know they're really talking to me, but they try to make me feel good by saying everyone, Joan's saying that, not to make judgments, to try to understand that each soul is exactly where it's supposed to be, partaking whatever that soul can handle at any point in time and allowing this natural process to play itself out. We can love these conditions with the understanding that they are school, so to speak, that the souls are attending and that the level the soul is responding is based on what the soul needs to experience within this school, and therefore it is a loving condition for 
it is that that is assisting the soul. They always make me feel so ashamed of myself. Anybody else? I'm sitting here blasting people. And that's Joan saying that about herself, and I'm now going to, it's me now. Okay. So, that's the end of this session, I think. Yeah, 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 the end of the session. So, please understand that the battle between the higher heart consciousness and the lower heart consciousness continues to this day and will continue. As the higher self said, the humanities on this planet have not yet reached the highest level of purity at the human level. They are still assimilating the animal nature. And so we are going to be going through the battle between the Christ and the Antichrist, you can call it, or the higher heart consciousness and the lower heart consciousness that goes on with each individual. Now, the false prophets are there or were there in their heyday to actually accelerate this process because each individual soul gets the opportunity in listening to the messages, whatever the quote-unquote false prophets are there to give out, and they're there for a reason and they're to help, in fact, they are there to allow the souls the opportunity to look within and decide, are they going to move forward or are they going to take in some higher, you know, stay with the, the lower heart consciousness where they are? Are they going to take steps forward? So um, even though, according to this higher self information, the heyday of these false prophets has passed, this will definitely continue. The inner, quote-unquote, battles are happening inside each individual, each human. We've had time, guys, to do a lot of clearing. We still have time. But the, the message of not speaking out in public and becoming seemingly one of the false prophets, standing back and allowing this heyday going on because so many will be turned off in time, the, that caution, that cautionary suggestion from the higher self is, in fact, lifted. And if it weren't lifted, you know, yours truly wouldn't be blabbering out in the, you know, on blog talk radio, talking in my meetup groups, writing books, um, <clears throat> that cautionary tale, so to speak, from the higher self is not really relevant. But even though the heyday is gone, uh, the clearing process, I believe, the, what was there for the three to five years, whether it lasted two years or lasted eight or ten, that heyday is is gone. The processing, the inner battle is still in play. It's still in play, but the souls that were left, so to speak, the souls that were able to take steps forward during that heyday, those are ripest. They are the most ripe to hear the messages that we give out, whether the messages are overtly, overt messages like I give, or their messages um, given in parables or, you know, made into movies or in art or dance or whatever it is, they are more open to receiving the messages. And I'm sure you've experienced this. Um, 
I'm sure you've experienced that people who suddenly, out of the blue, who never were interested in what you had to say, now are being open. Now, this is coming from more than one direction. Some of them are fifth dimensionals carrying the dual soul nature that have had chosen to be awakened later on in the process. Everybody chooses their own timing. So they could be fifth dimensionals that are now being triggered at that unconscious level to move into a state of consciousness and uh, go through their own clearing process within. Um, but also the, there are a lot, will be these quote-unquote lesser lights that are being drawn to the energy, um, drawn to us, being more accepting to the possibilities that there's some elements of some of the higher frequency information, no matter how they receive it, they're willing to take in, whether it's a conscious taking in or an unconscious taking in. So in a way, my job and your job is easier because of this. So um, anyway, I, I just found this to be fascinating and it's so interesting in a way to be on the other side of it because I think we've all experienced how things are more open. I mean, we see things on television now that it's unbelievable on TV shows, reality shows, people talk about the light. I mean, there's just so much more of this spiritual information that is out there that is um, open, uh, people are openly accepting. So you can, we can see that we're really on the other side of it. And I thank God, have no clue who in the 80s and early 90s would be speaking false prophet type things. But again, it makes no difference because they had a role to play, an important role. And the more, the more information the higher self give us, the more we, we I think you guys can understand that judging, no matter what it is, is a waste of time because clearly we don't know what's really in play at the higher levels. Over and over again, we feel like, oh, wow, you know, look at the situation that's going on here, there, and everywhere around the world, and we want to judge people for being so ridiculous. And I think you all know a lot of what I'm talking about. But let's understand that if there was a reason for the ridiculousness to be played out through the false prophets, you know, some 20, 25, 30 years ago, there's a reason for the ridiculousness that's playing out now to be playing out. The overall processes in play on this planet are really evolutionary based. They're really for the benefit of the individuals we're here to help. This, what's happening on the planet is not about punishing. It is not about evil. It is not about bad. It is not about stupid. It's about allowing each and every soul to question, to discern, to move forward in whatever level, including us guys, because we still have energetic layers that we're trying to, you know, neutralize. We still have these energetic uh, misunderstandings and misconceptions and judgments and blames and that, you know, hurts and wounds, we are really working to let go of. We still have time. We still have time. We've all chosen wherever we are, 
We've all chosen that timing. So just like the lesser lights have chosen where they are, so have we. Some have decided to awaken, you know, in their teens, some in their 20s, some in their 30s, some in their 40s, some in their 70s. My mother went through a big shift in her 90s. She learned how to forgive herself in her 90s. And that was the one message when she died and I was talking at her memorial service. This is in my second book, by the way, uh, Soul Psychology. The, the one message she wanted me to give everyone is it's never, ever too late. It's never too late for anyone. And the more conscious we are, and those of you who listen to this show carry a lot of this consciousness, the more conscious we are, the more cooperation we're giving to speed up for ourselves is, is increasing. Uh, we have the wind at our back, you know, that evolutionary thrust, but boy, are we lucky we have it. And, you know, that's it. Let's just not judge, guys. Now, I am going to do uh, an amalgamation. Um, just keep in mind, I'm, I feel a little rusty because I've done very little the last, the last two weeks. For someone who does it once or twice or three or four times a day, it's a little weird for me. Um, but anyway, so let's, let's all take a deep breath and see what time do I have. Oh, gosh, I've got plenty of time. Let's see what's going to happen. Maybe the amalgamation is simply, I don't know. I keep getting a niggling that there's something, there's something here. So let's just see what happens. Okay. I'd like everyone to focus their their attention again on that light within, whether you use the sun as a symbol uh, or spark of light or flame of a candle. I want you to focus on that symbol, focus on that light within, understanding this is the purest most perfect, most potent point of personal power that we carry. This pure soul essence is all that originating source was, is, and is becoming, and it is the connecting link for all of us with all other souls. And I'd like all of us to expand, stand in the center of the light, to expand it, to have it encompass the totality of who we are, the totality of who we are at the fifth dimensional soul level, including the totality of all the soul aspects, including the higher selves. We want to have it expand around, in through and around the totality of the physical body and of the fourth dimensional soul mind. And we, as we stand in the center of this light, we are expanding our light, um, empowering it more and more and more. All of the lights all the listeners, past, present, and future, and now, of course, the higher self are reminding me, all the others that don't listen to the show but have given permission at the True Soul Essence to become part of the conglomerate. We have many, 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 I don't know, a terrible number of thousands or tens of thousands of lights that are in position, maybe more, uh, around the planet, and I see the light that is expanding from all of the fifth dimensionals carrying the dual soul nature it is expanding and becoming a, a, an array of light that is, is not only uh, being provided for the totality of all the souls present around this planet, whether in body or out, the, including the planet itself, but it's also being expanded out into the totality of the human kingdom universe. And it puts out that call um, to the souls, known and unknown, as you are familiar with, 
basically saying, hey, here's the divine light. Is there anything you'd like to partake of this light? And the soul could come in and very orderly partake of the elements of the divine light that they are uh, ready to take in. Remember how important that take-in process is. It's of extreme importance, and we give them the opportunity every time we move into this amalgamated state. Um, It also, the light is moving into the astral, not only the astral of the earth, but we're also centered within the, the totality astral, which is the astral of this planet and all planets that have life forms. Um, we're now being taken as totality, and this is interesting because I'm seeing, I'm seeing the totality almost of the universe, known and unknown, being brought into the center of the originating source. And the higher selves are explaining to me that the reason it seems weird uh, to me um, is because there are so many other outer realities. The originating source is so much bigger than the universe as we know it. So I'm thinking, oh, this is so weird. We're bringing the whole universe into the originating source. And the, the higher selves are indicating that the the universe as we know it is being brought into the center. Now, this is, I believe, the first time this has ever occurred uh, for me. I've never seen this exactly. I've always sort of taken the group of souls um, that have created the array into the center of the originating source, but now they are indicating the totality of the universe. Okay. Talk about expanded, guys. It's hard for me to wrap my brain around this, but it's as if, of course, the universe is energetic, it expands to take in all known and unknown, and it doesn't need to expand. It's already so expanded. There's all those outer realities, remember? So the universe, known and unknown, at this level, the universe in this, okay, the higher selves are indicating it's this frequency level from the mineral kingdom on this planet and all planets that house the mineral kingdom all the way up through the plant, animal, human, fifth-dimensional, sixth-dimensional, seventh-dimensional, and even the transitory or the, not transitory, but the transition levels of eighth and ninth. It is this totality around this universe that is being brought into the center of the originating source. The outer realities that are the next frequency levels above the one that we're in. So... I'm, I don't. I can't explain it now. I have explained it. It's it's part. It's in my second book in one of the appendices, I think, um, or toward the end somewhere. It explains the the analogy of the piano. So the lowest frequency on the piano, A to G, is like this universe that we're in. The next A, which is running at a higher frequency through G, is in the first outer reality. It's the same, it's just the higher frequency. So an A is the same as A. Okay, I know you get it. And the next higher level is the second outer reality. So, so what we're doing is we're bringing in the first reality, the reality we live in, the totality of this universe, all the stars and galaxies and 
everything, known and unknown, we're bringing that in to the center of the originating source of all there is. Now, that's just so interesting. I have to see where we're going with that. Okay, the higher selves are indicating that it's important at this point in time that we include the totality of this level of universe for the evolutionary thrust has reached a, a, a status or a level of its momentum that the, it becomes important and significant that the help that we garner for this planet, for each other, for the human kingdom, it needs to be uh, inclusive of the totality of this frequency level for the whole of this scale. What am I supposed to call this? Okay, the whole of this universe, known and unknown, is going through such a rapid change and is so intensely affected by the evolutionary processing. And it's not just us at the fourth dimensional level. It's all of them, including us at the fifth dimensional level, that they, they, they are indicating that to bring it into the center of the universe is going to help facilitate the acclimation to the evolutionary thrust and bring souls in a conglomerate way Okay, to bring souls in a conglomerate way into this acclimation process to facilitate the evolutionary movement at all levels at once. So instead of just working on, say, the human level or the fifth dimensional level or for the plants or the animals, we are working at the totality at once, keeping in mind once we're placed in that uh, the originating source field, at consciously placed there, that all the souls that are running at higher evolutionary frequencies that we are, are providing those higher evolutionary frequencies to all of the souls that are at a lower evolutionary frequency. So all the souls that are higher than where we're standing at the fifth dimensional frequency, we're benefiting from all of that higher frequencies from the sixth, seventh, and eight, you know eighth and ninth dimension coming down to us in a similar way all of our frequencies are being funneled down and provide, being provided for all the souls at the lower levels. So in other words, there is this flow that is going, and the flow becomes more evenly. It, there's not, there's a, it's as if it kind of is more even, although I can't imagine it being uneven. So that seems like a weird word to come up, but let me just see. It's just, it's always happening, but somehow with the consciousness behind it and placing it within the originating source accelerates it and keeps the flow on a steady track. Uh, helps, it's helping all of us. I'm not getting that really, I don't get that really uh, well, guys, okay? So I'm not understanding, but it seems really significant. And uh, they're indicating to me that from now on, the totality of the universe will be placed. We're going to be doing this at a conglomerate energetic level from now on. And I'm sure as the weeks unfold, I'll get more information on it as has happened in the past. Remember, I got that dark energy in the womb of the originating source. 
every week that passed, there was more and more that came out about it. So I'm thinking it will unfold. Let me just see what they are, if they have anything else to explain. Um, okay. They want. They wish to emphasize the need for consciousness. The there hasn't been the excuse me the emphasis on consciousness in um, in the past and some of the teachings of the past, some of the philosophies of the past. That is as that brings out the importance of consciousness in the same way, and it is something that they. This is Janet speaking. Something that they have right from the start, kind of harbored, uh, hammered on this conscious thing. They never did the traditional meditations, for example. They always did what they called a conscious meditation where we were never supposed to go into an altered state of reality because the chaos in the future was going to be such that we needed to be able to get information in a conscious level level immediately in the moment. So that idea of consciousness came out right from the beginning in this information from Joan. But it is what they're indicating here is that this is even more, it gets more and more important that we understand that consciousness of the true soul essence and the pure soul essence is now of great importance. We are so used to the consciousness of the everyday life, of the everyday reality that we live in, and we are having to deal and live in that reality. So it's not to disparage it or poo-poo it in any way or make it seem unimportant. But the focus really needs to be on going within, understanding who we are at that fifth dimensional level, what we carry at that pure soul essence level, and integrating that into our everyday reality, continuing to consciously cooperate with the movement forward as the speed up gets more and more intense, consciously letting go of the resistance or the blocks or the fears or the doubts, anything and everything that we carry at the energetic level, consciously addressing it at, you know, whenever possible, even if the consciousness simply is a few moments in time where you acknowledge the true soul essence, you acknowledge the amalgamation with your higher self, you acknowledge as you're... um, hopping into your car, that you are one with that true soul essence. And the higher selves, here I am thinking like Joan, They, <laughs> I feel like it's a bit of a chastisement on me because as I told you, for two weeks, almost two full weeks, I did nothing. I did not move into the energy. I did not get information. I did nothing. And the higher selves are saying, again, like they said for Joan, this is not a chastisement. This is simply an indication that even though you weren't feeling well, even though it was raining uh, for a big part of the time, it wasn't, it wasn't an issue uh, 
it wasn't a reason to not consciously acknowledge and bring into that fourth dimensional mind level the connection that we all have at that true soul essence and and uh, pure soul essence levels. Okay, so they and I didn't really take it as chastisement. I know what they're saying is true, and I'm so careful all the time not to put pressure on anyone, not to say you really need to work with this stuff as much as you can because I know the realities. I live the realities like I just did for the last two weeks. It's really a, it's, it's really, but it is getting more and more important and the higher selves are having us all bring that into our awareness. So even if it is a moment here and a moment there, it is important to acknowledge and keep that connection going, keep that light empowered and growing and expanding and becoming one with that light as much as you can. That will empower your own connection with that energy stream, with that fifth dimensional digital readout that we are going to be the receivers for, that we are the receivers for. We all want to be there, don't we? We all want very much to be hearing, being able to interpret, be the receiver of that energy stream, of those energy streams. It is more difficult to hear souls who've laid, than to hear the souls that have laid, laid aside the body to read out the energy stream. It is more difficult, but we can all do it. We are all doing it. The more we continue to focus on that connection, the more it will happen. Okay, let me just see if there's anything The okay the message of the importance not to judge is also one that is highly is important for us to remember. The judgments that we have, whether it's about ourselves, about some situation or condition, about others, individuals or other groups, all of those judgments put a limit not only on your own process, but on the process of the others you are judging. The idea and concept of letting go of the judgments, even when you don't understand the processes behind the person or situation or persons that you are judging, It is still, however, very important to let those judgments go. They are limiters in every sense of the word. They add to the astral. They add to the blocks and the difficulties for yourself and others to move forward. We are now at this point in the process where every little thing we can do to facilitate the evolutionary movement to facilitate the clearing process that you yourself as fifth dimensionals are going through, every single thing we can do to facilitate and accelerate the process is one we are encouraging you to do. The concept of judgment, the ideas and process of judgment is one that is a part of the human condition. It is one that is so easily 
fallen into without any thought, without any... Um, it is not as if there's an intention that you judge. It is automatic pilot. And we wish for all of you at this point in time to release that automatic pilot of judging, judging of the self. You may see it as moving out of the heart center. We, uh, we will, and, and moving into your light, we will bring to the totality the energetics, the energetic, the divine energetics, the divine energies to help with this, to facilitate this release of judgment. The more that is released, the more able each of you are, will be to stand in the center of neutrality, to stand in the center of uh, the expandedness of the ever-expanding truth that you carry, the easier it will be for you to move up those frequency levels the, that will bring to you enlightenment and connection uh, and ah, the more it will allow you to tap into and live out of the purity of the facade human soul that you carry. Keep in mind that we all carry the purity of the human soul. We aren't going through lessons. We aren't, this is Janet speaking, we aren't going through lessons to try to become the purity to assimilate that animal nature. We did that already when we, before we graduated into the fifth dimension. But we are moving to clear away the perception that we have, the judgments, the viewpoints, um, that we are flawed, that we are not uh, pure. And so the more we let go of those judgments, the more we can center in the state of that tap into and stay in and live out of the purity of that pure human nature that we carry at the facade level. And the easier it will be to connect with our true soul essence. I believe it was last week when the higher self, not last week, it would have been two weeks ago, talked about that purity that human soul is the dimensional window, which allows us, the more open it becomes, the more open to its own pure purity it becomes, the more connection we have to that purity. It's like the window opens and we can hear the fifth dimensional true soul essence. We will be able to interpret, we'll be those great, we'll have really high TQ or translation quotient. We'll be able to translate or decode or transform the energy stream into the accurate, accurately into the higher frequencies of energy. Okay, I'm just sort of hopping around here. I'm sorry, guys, but I want everyone to let go of the, the judgments, all judgments of the self, known and unknown. We're not going into specifics here. We don't need to. We're past that. We need to let go of all judgments of the self. And what I'm seeing, interestingly enough, as I'm activating it for all of the listeners, past, present, and future on this show, I see it happening within the human kingdom universe. It's as if we've connected with everyone in the human kingdom universe that's being held in the originating source of all there is, and we're activating the release of these judgments throughout the human kingdom universe. 
Well, how? Wow. And also we the energies of judgment from the conglomerate astral is are also being neutralized. It's this huge process going on. Huge. And I have no idea how we, if we could ever tell a difference, any kind of shift. And the higher selves, of course, are saying it isn't necessary for you to know that there's a shift or to be able to see. But with consistent practice, the shift will become more and more overt. Um, so I guess at some point in time, we'll have a theory. Wow, that might be because of this shift that we were working on. <laughs> that, you know, was from the work we were doing. I don't know. But anyway, so, uh, again, we're going to activate that higher heart consciousness energy that is moving into and around the totality of all souls within the human kingdom universe, not just from us. We also are going to activate divine forgiveness, divine understanding, divine connection, very, very important connection to the pure soul essence, the originating source, the true soul essence, the purity of the facade soul, activating all the the divine connection energy uh, for the totality of all souls as well, not just the dimensional ones, so totality of all souls. Okay. This seems to be, seems to be, I'm a little bit in la-la land right now because it was the images, the, the information about the whole universe moving into, I mean, talk about not having a difficult time wrapping the mind around it. Very, very unexpected, very, very uh, expanded for me. I'm still feeling the sort of reverberations about it, but the the higher self are indicating that this is um, the, something we should, uh, you know, they encourage us. It's never about shows. They encourage us to do every time, every show, and I will do that, and I will probably do it in my my coming meetup groups and, and all of that. But um, also, I just want to remind you, if you want to email me, you can email me at jvvmrichmond at gmail.com, that's J as in Janet, the two V's as in Victor Victor, M as in Mary, and Richmond, R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D, at gmail.com. Questions, comments, suggestions, um, if you want a a healing done, um, I'll do it for you on my radio show. So, um, and also to remind you that when you're neutralizing Think about those positive things like my self-identity of being smart or having intellectual abilities or, you know, that kind of thing. That um, was not something I ever thought to neutralize. It was a surprise to me, and as the higher self had indicated, it's not going to neutralize any kind of intelligence I have, only the automatic pilot to go to that kind of intelligence when it's really the deeper translating, the spiritual translation quotient. Maybe that's a better way to say it, the spiritual translation quotient, the 
FTQ. I don't know. Um, that's that's where we're all headed to. That's what we want to focus on. That's what we want to really work to develop. And and with that, I'm going to say goodbye and wish you all a great week. Um, it's great to be back. It really is. I am going away again for three weeks starting September 14th, but I'll have more on that down the line. Again, Richmond at gmail.com. Um, and, you know, check out on Amazon my two books. I mean, I never kind of advertise them, but they are really great. Some people I met in Vermont just got so enthralled with the information. They, you know, they ordered the books and read them. A couple people read them twice, you know. I mean, they really, really help. And some of the stuff that I talk about is in them, and I think you would find a lot of context to the show. Uh, and the show, again, offers context to the book, so it sort of both goes both ways. Anyway, guys, um, I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for being part of my life and part of this community. And with that, I'm going to say goodbye until next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.